Hello, hello, and welcome to the Closet Confessions podcast. Um, this evening, nope, it's 921. <laughs> um, hi, guys. I have my neighbor, Adriana, a.k.a. Adro, here in my closet. She walked across the street, and I gave her some moon water, and we have been talking for almost an hour without recording, but now um, we've got some stuff we're going to share with you. So welcome, Adro, to the Closet Confessions podcast. It's so cozy in here. Huh? I try to make it cozy. Yeah, I'm a Columbia native, born and raised, moved to St. Louis for college, and then ended up staying for 12 years. So, through that journey, I am now back in Columbia, living next to this amazing human, huh. and we are having fun getting to know each other. Were you born and at the University Hospital or Boone Hospital? Boone baby. She's a Boone baby. So, while living in St. Louis, I ended up meeting my lovely husband, playing kickball, but that's a whole other Ooh, story. No, this is where the kickball comes into play, like I said. <laughs> her and her husband... Leo started the Mid-Missouri Kickball League. Yes. Here in Columbia. And y'all should check it out. They have a Facebook page. There's also a website. MidMissouriKickball.com. You and Louie met in St. Louis. Playing kickball. Okay. In Tower Grove Park. We played together for eight years. And that was... You met Louie through playing kickball. On the same team. Yes. There Two is. random strangers on the same team. And then you guys just... Kicked the ball for eight years. <laughs> yes, that's all we did with balls for eight years. That's it. <laughs> right, let's fast forward. <laughs> we met. Wait, you guys had just moved back, right? From St. Louis. Here? No, no. we lived in Millersburg for four years. Oh, that, what year did you we get also, married? 2013. Are you sure? 2013. <laughs> wait. 2013. 2013. We got engaged in March, married in May. So we put a wedding together in six oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. Whoa, you did. Because everyone thought we were pregnant, and that was the fun joke on them, ah. is that I was not able to get pregnant, and so I needed to get on his insurance very quickly so we could get the process yeah. of IVF started, because his insurance covered IVF. Yeah, and that's where this whole, like, we've been laughing a lot, but... um there is a lot of people out there who struggle to get pregnant. Adro has a story to share. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. If she's yeah. How long had you been trying to get pregnant before you thought maybe something is up? So we weren't necessarily trying. It was I was in so much pain from endometriosis. And so the doctor said, like, you have really bad endometriosis. You're going to uh. have trouble getting pregnant. I'm like, well, okay, we'll just continue down the journey of all these scenarios of like, what if, what if, what if. Right. Granted, we weren't even engaged at this point. It doesn't matter, so, though. That doesn't matter. No, we knew what we wanted. Right. But, um, so, yeah, we go to the infertility doctor, and he's like, wow, this is the worst case of endometriosis I've ever seen. Ooh. He's like, we need to have surgery immediately. Oh, seriously. So I had surgery Three days after we got engaged. And it was like a giant invasive yeah. four-hour surgery. Like, yeah. And he's like, okay, this is it. This is what it'll take for you to get pregnant. And we do a lot of drugs. Yeah. Is there shots involved, right? Like A lot of shots. 
a lot of self shooting. (laughs) A lot of self shooting, a lot of shots in the butt, a lot of crazy hormones. Like I was Uh sent into menopause twice, actually. So then IVF failed and the doctor looked at me. How long did that process though go? Eight months, maybe. Yeah. It was a big blur. After the IVF failed, like it was a bad IVF anyways, like I just, my right ovary stopped working. I only produced four eggs. You're supposed to have like 40. So he's like, well, that was our one shot. We're not going to do that again. And he's like, you're just not going to have children. Yeah. And I basically, in my head, told him to fuck off. Oh. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And so I found a doctor in St. Louis that they call a holistic physician, which I never knew the difference between a medical physician and a holistic physician. Holistic. Yeah. That's a whole new word that Um, now is my whole life. Holistic. Um, so I went and saw him. So what started happening? Yeah. So I went to see him and I sent him all my records and he's like, Okay, well, you're going to go gluten-free, dairy-free for three months, and you're going to be very strict about it. You're going to cut out everything that's a hormone contaminant. Yep. So all of your environment, from candles, dryer sheets, perfumes, sprays, makeup, all the things that contain fragrances and are all hormone disruptors, and clearly my hormones Deodorant. are insane. Yeah. So I didn't need those. Um, also a clean, <laughs> clean diet. What we don't need is hormones, please. Clean yeah. diet. A clean diet. And he, we did um, a food intolerance test. And that was oh. the first time I had ever heard of that. How, so well, this was a blood draw. Oh, it so was. So we knew immediately of all the things that my body was. Yeah, can react to. Yeah. So that added to the very complicated list of Have you So... You so did I went that test. Free dairy, free. Cut everything out. Started working out. Was like very diligent. Cause I'm like, okay, well, this is the only option I have to try and have a baby. Um, we also kind of started down the path of adoption. So we got yeah. approved by the state and started going to adoptive classes, which were like twice a week, and. We were going to adopt from the state. So all the home visits, all the crazy background checks, all of that while trying this holistic route at the same time. And so, yeah, I'd say six months into both of everything going at the same time, we were at our last adoption class and we, quote unquote, graduated. Okay. And we were walking to the parking lot and I just stopped and I was like, whoa, I think I'm late. He's like, what? You're never late. Because I have an app and I sure. was like neurotic yeah. about uh-huh. tracking you every tracking single thing. Oh, oh my God, I think I am late. And so I got a pregnancy test on the way home, which I had never done in my life. Yeah, and I was pregnant. I didn't believe it. And then I went to the doctor, the infertility doctor, and I was like, I trust you. You need to check all this out. And he's like, yeah, you're actually pregnant. What the <laughs> hell did you do? Yeah. And well, so I told him everything I did, and with... he's like, oh my god, you had a 1% chance of ever conceiving. So then I went back to that doctor, and I told him, like, hey, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I know I told you when I yeah. left that I didn't believe your bullshit, but oh, I Did you say that? It. You said that Oh, to I was him. pissed. I was so mad at this guy. 
Because he's like, just don't eat gluten or dairy. And I was like, hold up. Bread and cheese is the yeah. reason I'm not pregnant. Uh-huh. You're an idiot. Bread yeah. and cheese. Right. And he's yeah. like, no, really. They're just so inflammatory. Just, I mean, at this point, you're like, I will literally try anything. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And it worked. Bread and cheese and dryer sheets are the reason I'm not pregnant. Hey. Who is this woo-woo asshole? But I, I'm not listening to you. Well, I did listen to him. You did listen to him. And you're not the first person. I know yeah. like a handful of fr- other friends, too, that went through this. So... But it it's really was, like, the aha moment of, so, like, holy shit. Like, there's a whole other world out there. Yep. To fix things. Yeah. Like, it. well, there isn't just one answer, right? Correct. And it's not just traditional medicine, uh-huh. big pharma. It's not pop a pill. Like, there's right. a million other or, ways sorry, to feel better. your body's dysfunctional. No. Yes. Maybe what you're putting into it is causing it to... How did the pregnancy go? Perfect. Easy, smooth, 100% totally normal. Everything went Everything fine. Everything was fine. Yeah. Delivery was 42 hours, but that's like a whole other conversation. Oh, that yeah. had nothing to do. Was, <laughs> Kayla was... like, I was... Yeah. You might have me beat at 42. I was definitely over 24. So, and then, what is the age difference between Asher and Elias? 21 months. So you just immediately, like, yes. not immediately, but. Yeah, because after Asher was born, <laughs> my doctor it? said, well, you will be most fertile yeah. after your pregnancy because your endometriosis has had the chance to Isn't tame that, itself. And you were like, let's go. Oh, I never, I have not been on birth control since. You're still trying to get pregnant. No. Why? Because he ought to vasect me. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. We just talked about that. And after my two crazy deliveries, I don't think I would live through another one. But are you so happy that it happened the way it did? Yeah. Would I mean, you go through all of what you went through for it to well, Hey. Does anybody choose trauma and tears? I no, don't know. Nobody but. does. Nobody does at all. I think it's just once you realize there's alternatives, you really just like open your eyes to the rest of the world. Like anything from spiritual consciousness of just knowing that like there is someone else in charge, whatever that looks like to you. It doesn't have to be an organized religion. It's just somebody else is in charge. And it could be Mother Earth and all the oh, plants and the crystals course. and everything that she makes. I think it is. It could be. I think it's a collection. I think that's kind of what started was when Asher was born. They're like, okay, when she has a fever, give her this purple goo and that will help. And I'm like, hold on. I just worked so hard to make this little perfect thing. And you want me to shoot chemicals in her? Right. Like a lot and often. Because she has a fever? Right. And so I was like, there has to be another way. And of course there is. There is. Just there like when you think there's is. not a way to get pregnant, there's always another way. I'm looking at the holistic self. So going back to that word, it's really how is my physical body affecting my mental health? Or my mental health affecting my physical body? And what are the things going on in the environment? Or what am I fueling my body with that is causing these things and so just knowing it's all actually connected like food literally made me infertile yeah and or or dryer sheets along with a disease sure i talk on facebook messenger with so many people i've never met just because i don't mind 
telling my story and being totally open and like I think there's a lot I cry of, with strangers all the yeah, time like I think it's there's just a, there's a no lot one was of there for me and yeah. so it's like if I could just make them feel normal but I think it I think it shows too that you change like think you change like it you can change it you can change it you did yeah <laughs> you, did. you can it is very much so and the chronic pain or the chronic headaches and all of the issues with endometriosis, like, you don't have to live that way. And, and so you, being able to also use, like, vitamins, minerals, what, oils. The oils. That's like, what I was about to that. ask is, you know, you've given me different oils and stuff to do in specific times. Do you think it's one of those things that it's like you got to do it over time? So I think an analogy that we're all familiar with is when you go to the doctor and you get your prescription for an antibiotic. You're like, you have to take this every day, twice a day for 10 days for it to work. Yep. So if you take the antibiotic once, and one day, yeah. I mean, that is, was... is it going to work? No, no. That's the worst. So your body flushes everything out. And so your blood is refreshing every two hours. And so when you apply an essential oil, within two hours, it is gone. And so if you do it once, one day, meh, it may, but it's right. the repetitiveness and introducing that as a healing source to your body. And so it doesn't have to be overly compli- complicated, but right. regular rightness, you will see a big difference. So it's like using lavender one night before bed. You may have one good night's sleep, but I mean, it's it may smell do nothing. Good. It's gonna smell good. It may do nothing. Yeah, I think it's a lot like on the episode with Kelly Howell. We talk a lot about the placebo effect, mm-hmm. and I think it's um one of those things that if you don't think it's working, well, then it's not. It's not gonna work for you for sure. Um, but if you do, then it does i was getting headaches and things and so stop burning certain candles and i mean i used to do bath and body works plugins no wonder like no wonder i had so many headaches uh it does make a difference i think is the word to get rid of the different toxins do you think that the body controls or do you think the mind i mean the mind controls the body right Oh, that's so deep. That's a Sorry. whole other conversation. That is, right? <laughs> I know. The mind is incredible. Well, I I know that I believe that 90% of, like, pain is mental, not actual physical. So, like, if you are cut and you're bleeding, it's only because your mind's like, I've my skin has been cut and now blood is coming out. Where maybe the body doesn't actually feel that pain. It's just the mind. Or even like a workout when you're like, I like physically can't, right? Lift this one more time. It's the mind. And what if the mind, but what if the mind just says, are you freaking kidding? Yes, you can. You're a beast mode or something. Whatever people say. And so that's a good segue to Reiki. It is. Because that's how I was introduced to Reiki was because I was in so much physical pain. Yes. Like, pulled my back. I had, this is a second baby. Pulled my back out trying to pick him up. All funky. And totally threw my back out. Laying, not laying, I couldn't even lay. I was in so much pain. I had thrown my back out, picking up my son. 
very routine, normal thing and totally threw my back out and I made my husband take me to the ER and I was like, give me all the drugs. I mean, I had known oils at this point and I was calling in the big guns. I'm yeah. Like, give me all yeah. the cocktails. I need, it was very bad. Yeah. Couldn't walk from the car to when the ER door. When you had two children. Like, you, like we know yeah. pain. Yeah. That was, I mean, I was locked. I was not moving. And so, yeah, the ER is like, well, you can take all these muscle relaxers and your body will eventually, like, calm down. So a few weeks later, I was not better. I was very much still in pain. And my mom's like, go see Karen in her basement. So Uh, shout out to Karen Gant. Yes. Thanks for fixing me in your basement. I love (laughs) So Karen is the first. So I barely made it to Karen's basement because I was in so much pain. And I laid down on her table. And she did what I considered to be, I don't even know what, because I just lay there for two hours. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. And she did it for two hours. And then I got up and walked out the door. And just like that, my back did not hurt anymore. And she's like, you have your body, like, lodged emotions yeah, and trauma and uh-huh. stress and all of the things in my back. And it had become so large that it literally was pinching my nerve yeah she just said like everything was lodged there and it was creating all this pain and so then if you think like if I would never address those emotions that were locked in my body would I have lived with chronic pain I did for two weeks until I went to Karen's basement Karen's basement. Yeah, that so, is such a truth. And that, at that moment, I was like, I don't know what you did, but I need to know all about it. Because yeah. this was wild. Yeah. Yeah. You came over. He had been in so much pain for yeah. like days and days. Been seeing a chiropractor, but he definitely did something to his shoulder, like at the gym. Nothing, I say nothing major, but it's, do- you know, doc- he w- had already done prednisone and became like the Hulk. And then just still wasn't sleeping. And just because he was in pain was snapping at all of us. And so I called Adro and said, or I, right? I told you. And you were like, let me Reiki. I think I yeah. called or we talked. I You're wasn't like, like so I'm much Reiki pain. him. Yeah. I was just like, he's driving me crazy. Uh-huh. He's in so much pain. And I said, also, will you Reiki me? Because I need it because of what I've been dealing with with him. Anyways. She comes over and what it twenty minutes? I don't even know that you did. Yeah. He fell asleep, like put out, like in I such left him snoring, yes. He was snoring <laughs> and I let him sleep. He slept for like three hours, two and a oh, half, good. probably the rest of the oh, day. Oh yeah, because you're like, should I wake him up? I'm like, hell no, no. don't wake him up. <laughs> no, and I didn't. <laughs> I let him sleep and uh he he felt better. I'm gonna tell you that that. It, like, it was instant, obviously, because he was able to sleep and he was super tired. And I think that was the pain plus lack of sleep because it hurt to sleep. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's enough. And you've raked my house. Yeah. We cleared your house. Which is something, um, you know, she, Adro, you taught me, is that, you know, if you have a lot of people in and out of your house, um, mm-hmm. just like anything, um has energy and so they can bring certain energy in your house and so it's just 
it's really good. It's yeah. like cleaning. It's getting rid of the cobwebs. It is. Yeah. It's just shifting energy. You know? I think it's also your interpretation of Reiki. And so that's what makes it glorious and yeah. wonderful, just like your right. divine but I powers. Like... like everybody's so magical and everybody has different you're... powers. And so I think it's, there's no right or wrong. How it makes sense to me is... We're all vibrating. We are all electric beings. That's a fact. Science fact. We are all electric. Everything is vibrating at a certain frequency. Energy. Yep. Yes. So scientists can prove that certain emotions and diseases vibrate at certain frequencies. Right. And so if you are depressed, you're at a lower frequency versus when you're quote unquote vibing high. Like you're having a great so day, amazing. you're on cloud yep. nine. There's all these cloud analogies. Nine. I love that word, yeah. Where you're literally vibrating at a higher frequency. And so you can feel that when you're in a room with people. That's very common to feel like, oh man, they're such in a great mood. Like I want to be around them more. Or holy moly, like, ugh, they just drained me by sitting next to them because they're so uh-huh. ugh, exhausting me. And so that's kind of like, the whole thing. The 30,000 foot concept of vibrating is you are removing the lower frequency emotions, the lower frequency memories, the lower frequency anything. Even just being around somebody that it can attach to you, it, it can, can bring you down. That makes sense. Being introduced to it, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I need to learn yeah. more about this. Um. And did my level one and two, and then was able to do three and master in St. Louis with an amazing person named Marilyn. And she's also a shaman. Oh, and introduced I love that. me into that whole realm of yes, there's like, healing properties. And the journey never ends. It's no, really like it really doesn't the more end. I think more, it means- I learned like Kelly Howe and her amazing tapping. And then there's the medium, there's um, the red light art. Should we? Wrap it up in red light. Do you want a red light with me? Legs up on the wall. A red light. Is this the red light district? <laughs> this is not <laughs> ludicrous. <laughs> but I'll plug my red light in and we put our feet up on the wall. And I'll play some music. Yes. Okay. So. In summary. In, in, in summary. In conclusion. <laughs> Okay, Adro has a lot of weird stories <laughs> and would love to talk to anyone about their weirdness also. <laughs> In Nicole's house, I'm across the street. <laughs> yes, she is across the street. I always like to ask people, my guests, just like some sort of a random question that they have no idea about. And I typically just come up with it on the whim. And it's this. Would you and Louie let us borrow your RV? We could even just sleep in it where it's parked at by the neighbor's house. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding on that question. Well, fun fact, you need to have the stabilizer feet down to do what you want to do in my camper. Oh, I don't want to have sex yet. Is that what you thought? Oh, I want to just go sleep with my, like, my headphone, like, book reader. Like, just, you know, I'll crack a window, listen to the birds chirp, but be safe, you know? Like, not out in my backyard where a raccoon can get me. 
Well, we just ended it because we were laughing so hard. So thank you for listening. And please know that if you are having a difficult time getting pregnant, you are not alone. And I also hope that you have amazing neighbors and friends around you that you can cry and laugh with at the same time. And also stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.